when it comes to your government and its conduct, that's sort of a more pressing issue. And yesterday, the Auditor General's report found that, I mean, actually, as she describes the process, it does sound like genuine skullduggery. I mean, the chief of staff to the housing minister is at a private fundraising event, and these developers are passing him packages, which he insisted he never opened. Now, there's no suggestion the packages were full of money or anything, but they were petitions, basically, for the reopening of certain portions of the Greenbelt. And at the end, 14 of the 15 parcels of land that were taken out of the Greenbelt were part of those applications from developers and their lobbyists. And please, don't, don't rest your thumbs if you're going to text me and say, why don't people ever talk about what the liberals did? The liberals tinkered with the green belt in very minor ways, 17 times for a total of 340 acres. This particular reopening of the green belt is 7,400 hectares. So we're not talking about the same scale. And we had Kathleen Wynn on the show yesterday, and she talked about how she would sit there and people would, you know, make their pitch for, you need to reopen this, you need to open that. I just have this farm right next to a development that I already made. And if you would reopen that, you know, if you would just allow me onto that farm, then, you know, this would be fantastic. And let it not be forgotten, the developers are often generous donors to political parties, not exclusively to the conservatives either. Um, they tend to grease whatever wheel is going to work for them. Um, I also suspect that the reason Doug Ford is so blithe about this, first of all, the, the investigation did not suggest that he was personally involved. He says he only found out about the reopening of the Greenbelt the day of the cabinet meeting where it happened. Um, but, you know, he... He has not been, there's no finger pointing that there is some supreme level of corruption in his government. Mind you, I think this chief of staff is probably in some pretty serious trouble. But also one last point before I bring my guest in, because he's much more knowledgeable about this topic than I am. Um, but Doug Ford thinks he's doing the right thing because he has this intense, the province has an intense need to build housing. So he's building housing and why not? allow people who already build houses to build more houses. Mike Moffitt is at Western University. He's an economist and an expert on housing, which is why he's on our show this morning. Uh, Mike Moffitt, good to have you. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, so grosso modo, what's your take on this report? Yeah, it's uh, it's not that much of a surprise given what we've learned in the media for the last uh, few months, but it's incredibly uh, disappointing to say the least. It very well could be, uh, you know, the big, the highest uh, corruption we've ever seen in sheer dollar terms, where you have land that is in the green belt, and because it's in the green belt and uh, is very limited in how it could be used, was only worth about two hundred and thirty million dollars. And then through this process of taking it out of the green belt without any checks or controls. According to the Auditor General, it's now worth $8.3 billion. So this, you know, these land swaps and these movements of uh, of the uh, boundary 
you know, that's an $8 billion gift uh, to uh, these land speculators. So that's just a massive, a massive amount of money. Let's talk about, and I want to tap into your expertise on housing, the insistence, and I know that the housing minister, when he appears on our show this morning at 820, is going to repeat this point, we need to build housing. But Bonnie Lissick said, we don't need to clear new land to build housing. We already have it. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think the biggest tell on this is the Ford's own uh, Housing Affordability Task Force from February of 2022 made it very clear that, uh, in their words, but a shortage of land isn't the cause of the problem. Land is available both inside and inside the existing built up areas and on undeveloped land outside green belts. So that task force made 55 recommendations on how we can build more housing because we really do need to build 1.5 million units or more. So the province isn't wrong there. But we have 55 recommendations from the province's own task force on how to do it. The vast majority of those recommendations have not been implemented. And again, furthermore, that own task force said that you don't need to open up the green belt to build 1.5 million homes. A caller to the show earlier this morning asked, well, where does this money come from? So I think it's important we can ask uh, you, this is more of an accounting question than an economic question, but this is about transferring the status of land that makes the land worth more. It's not about an actual transfer of money. Yeah, exactly right. That is just basically an increase uh, increase in an asset value, uh, which would be you know problematic uh, enough. But what's also happened is that some of this land was sold or purchased right before these changes. So that's essentially a transfer of wealth from the existing landowner who who sold it, believing that it would never be taken out of the green belt. Uh, and, and sold to land speculators who may have, uh, you know, some some insider knowledge. So, you know, it, we'll have to see uh, what happens with further reports. We'll have to see, you know, if the OPP opens it up. But it's at least showing that this could look something akin to uh, insider trading, where you've got land speculators who have some in- inside information that land is going to be taken out of the green belt and then purchase that land on, on, for pennies on the dollar. It's interesting, as you describe that situation, I wonder if there might be uh, the ability of the sellers to actually pursue a civil suit, uh, you know, because their land was worth what it was worth, and then somebody knew it was going to be worth more, but they didn't know that. And that's certainly possible as well. And we haven't uh, we haven't heard any indications that that that's the case. You know, perhaps they're waiting for for more information. But that's really the challenge here. That uh, you know, it's not just that pre existing land shot up in value, but also that uh, some of this land was purchased right before these regulatory changes, which the public had no information about. Thanks very much for for this. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Mike Moffat is an economist and expert on housing at Western University.